What's up, everybody? Happy Superhero Day. Happy Superhero Ideal Day. Ideal for today. Uh, welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalkInc.com. I'm your host, David, and I'm I'm writing solo today, in a way. Whoa. Everyone else but our favorite guest host is here. What's up, Leo? Hey, what's up, man? I, I heard you were a little lonely, so I figured I'd come uh, wish you a happy Superhero Day. For sure. Um, Jenny's out. G is at Stagecoach. Ryan is the only human being on this planet that hasn't seen what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, after 11 years, after a year of anticipation, Avengers Endgame has arrived. And rather than just really talking about other news and all that stuff, I don't think anything else is that important this week. <laughs> so let's just pretty much get into it. But the one thing I did want to mention before we get into our immediate thoughts on the movie is that the box office has officially been released, and I don't know shit. G doesn't know shit. We, <laughs> I don't think anyone predicted what I'm about to say. So, Avengers Endgame scored a record $350 million domestic box office for three days. Jeez, man. To make... To make even more impressive 1.2 billion dollars worldwide it is the first movie i believe that has ever made their money back in terms of marketing in terms of what the movie costs to make in terms of i think salaries all that fun stuff in its opening weekend so from here on out it's just profit 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 for the movie three days i i can't believe i underestimated it but i think a lot of us (laughs) <laughs> underestimated the bo- the potential of the box office. By for. any chance, do you happen to know like the next closest to be able to make all its money back this quickly? Uh, I think Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Yeah, I think first uh, Force Awakens was like a nine hundred something million for the first for the uh, opening weekend. Okay, but uh, yeah, I I didn't I don't I predicted two eighty five, so I thought two eighty five was a safe bet to actually be the the spot for it this weekend but i we just got back from our second screening of it which is perfect for us to dissect every single thing regarding the movie um for sure i saw that i've been keeping track of the shows throughout the last couple of days and looking at my area shows after 10 o'clock because you kind of see a lot of amc said they were going to be open they weren't going to close so i was like all right let me just Keep an eye on these late shows, how they're going to do. <laughs> and then 1 a.m. shows are sold out. 2 a.m. shows are sold out. 3 a.m. shows are sold out. So the fact that you're getting all these shows that are sold out and you're just like, wow. Like, dang, there's something special. And then we have the end game huh, of, 300, <laughs> of 350, 50, $350 million. How long uh, were you waiting to use that one? I lo- I literally just thought of it right now, and I'm like, Lies. oh, this is going to be the greatest dad joke of the week. Lies um, and fairy tales. Lies. So, yeah, so let's pretty much dive into non-spoilery, as much non-spoiler as we can get. Um, I loved it. I loved it even more the second time. Um, what Marvel just accomplished will never be done again. At least while I'm alive, or because just being able to do what they did with 11 years, 22 movies is just incredible. Incredible, and the fact that people are into this genre that weren't when we were kids is just 
Yeah, and like think about even like the different like the different elements of this, right? Like if you're a comic book fan, that's one element. But like this MCU whole experiment has made people now somehow be experts in like the deals and negotiations of networks, like the Fox like selling to Disney. Like people actually cared about that. Like if you go back 15 years, people our age didn't really care about who bought who or who acquired what or the rights of characters. And now they know how important it is and for Disney to own everything. Yeah. And, and I think the idea that 15, 20, well, not even, I'd go as far as to say as maybe when Batman Begins okay. first opened back in 2005, that was anticipated and that only opened at like, I think, 50 million. Wow. I mean, Dark Knight was kind of the first one to really, I think it was the first superhero movie to cross a billion. Jeez. I believe. So, I mean, yeah, we, what we got here will never be replicated, especially with hitting the landing. Yeah. Because we can get franchises that don't stick the landing at all, as Leo's favorite franchise, the (laughs) X-Men. So. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Dark Phoenix. Speaking of, yeah. You, it. I'm gonna call you out. You said you liked the trailer today. <laughs> I Kate, I did. I think the music in the trailer was pretty dope. Yes, I tried to Shazam the music in the trailer. Exactly. It was specifically the music in the trailer. You you were into it. You're like, oh, she. That's definitely Jean Grey. It's Sansa, bro. That's definitely it's Phoenix. Sansa. <laughs> I wanted. I was watching it for Sansa. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, it's very hard to talk about this without really getting into spoilers. So we're going to pretty much. Leo give his immediate thoughts. We're gonna jump right into spoilers. So if you don't want to hear what the movie's about, we're not gonna be like those people that are just leaving comments in sec in in different posts. And have you seen different outlets that are posting spoilers as their tr- as their their headlines? Yeah, like they're trying to do, like they clickbait, but they're like doing clickbait with the actual spoiler of the movie. I'm like Makes that's not zero cool, sense. man. There's a there's a spoiler. I'm not gonna get into it until later. There's something that was I saw last night that um spoils one of my favorite moments in the movie hmm. and it's it just upset me the most out of all the ones that i've seen so far and now you know we'll get into it a yeah, little bit sure. more later um also some of the reviews it's currently certified it is the second highest rated marvel movie it is 96% on RT certified with 300 and I believe 85 reviews in 3 days. <laughs> well, no, usually they get them all oh, out quick. The... Yeah, yeah. Uh the next one that's closest is Black Panther. Nice. At 97. Um however, the difference the difference between the two is that the audience score for Avengers is 92% and Black Panther is at 78, 79. Um the cinema score is at an A+. And for those that are unaware, cinema scores are ones that they'll test the audience and then they'll survey the audience and they'll pretty much put that to the to to the final score. Only thing is that a lot of bad movies get good cinema score ratings. So A plus is great, but But I guess it doesn't really mean too much. Yeah. The bad reviews are the funny ones. (laughs) I my review will be out this week and then the funny one that I saw was uh not even one, a few that I saw sending Leo was the uh people that were complaining about fan service. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, uh it's been eleven years and they fucking earned every bit of it. Yeah. So with that being said, what did you think off the non spoiler talk here? Yeah, no. Um, it was cute. It was a it was an okay movie. I think it it did okay. 
uh no seriously it was it was a crazy experience um i i went to see it with a few friends and like um the one thing i will say that i kind of noticed was um the more you remember of the previous 20 films 21 films the, the more, more you'll appreciate enjoy. this one yep. um like recently like so the thursday actually no, the wednesday before i went to see the premiere um me and a few friends went to do uh, marvel cinematic universe trivia so we were literally like testing and cramming and studying the MCU. So by the time Endgame started, like every line that was a throwback, every scene that was a throwback, anytime a character showed up that should be dead, like it was one of those things where it was like, I appreciate it that much more. Now, I don't expect everyone to binge watch the MCU before every single movie, but I will say that before Endgame or Infinity War, like doing so, it, it kind of highlights it to a different level. I agree. I mean, I wasn't planning on doing it this year because I had just done it last year mm -hmm. to rewatch everything. But uh, this year I decided to do everything in chronological. And How was that, by the way? The only way to watch it. Yeah? I think it's the only way to watch it now. What about the end credit scenes? Because I thought that was like the one thing. That That's the only thing off. that'll take you, make it a little off. Because especially because since chronologically Captain Marvel is now number two. Yeah. And that post-credit is, is Endgame. However... I don't know if they planned this, knowing Disney and, and and Feige, they probably did. If you watch it chronologically, you literally, the last two of this era is Infinity War and Endgame. <sighs> so chronologically, you are you go in order, no matter no matter what, you're going to end up with those two as the last two, which is beautiful, amazing. Uh, is there any, non, any more non-spoiler talk we could say? Uh... There's a... Oh, well, okay. <laughs> Performance-wise, I can say that um, all six of them were fantastic. The original yeah. six. Like, like the originals? Yeah. Absolutely. I think, like, I think for some reason I felt this movie had a lot more acting, like actual dramatic. Performance-wise, yeah. yeah. I was very impressed. And I liked Hawkeye. Yo, it so took cool. me. It took me, what, 11 years? Absolutely. No, I didn't. It took me 2012, so it took me about seven years. Jeremy Renner's. I think, I think he has a bright career in front of him. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> so, like, I, we don't. This isn't really spoiler because Disney's releases. Um, he's not supposed to be the Hawkeye in the Hawkeye show. Well, he's not? No. Wait, are you telling me it's going to be his yeah, daughter? That's what. I don't know who it is. Huh. So that's something that but it's not Renner. That's what I read. I don't know. I don't know how serious it is, but we'll get it. You know, we'll get it title a little that's a little cool. later. So after we break down the movie and talk about all spoiler stuff, uh, we're gonna just break everything down, like what we think about the last eleven years in terms of where we rank everything, our favorite moments, our favorite characters, yeah. and maybe least favorite characters and most annoying villains, if anything. Uh, so yeah, let's kind of get to it. If you don't want to hear any spoilers this is the time to just pause <laughs> listen to another podcast and if not you know enjoy the spoiler filled convo coming up so here we go so you mentioned hawkeye before yeah so i i was wondering we kind of assumed that his family was dead yeah I, I, the minute everyone saw the ronin stuff in the trailer you pretty much assumed what can make him go that dark it's gonna be the death of his family i liked how they set up the movie right away you see no Marvel credits. Yeah. You just start with Hawkeye and his family, and then you obviously... You knew it was coming, but you still were, like, taken back by yeah. it. I, I felt that in the in the crowd when I was watching. 
both times actually. Like everyone, I sh- I assume knew it was coming, but I I, I heard a, a large the gas throughout well, the theater. It was kind of like what happened with um the end credit scene of Ant Man Wasp, right? Because like you're 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 watching this scene unfold, and in the back of your mind, you kind of also remember, oh snap. No, no pun yeah, intended. Yeah, no good pun job. Intended. Good job. <laughs> something, you know, something has gone on, and we're waiting to see how it affects these characters. So similar with Hawkeye and his family, it's like you're watching this beautiful moment between them, like teaching his daughter how to shoot an arrow, and then you're like, oh, wait a second, something just happened in the world. So yeah, when you see the uh, the dust, it's like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Which you could say it's, um, I think it's a very good setup. Because that's the a lot of people complained after Infinity War. I'm like, oh, where's Hawkeye? Where's Ant Man? And I think to focus on them right away was a smart move. Um, and then the movie kicks off, and then Kevin Feige and Marvel said, "We don't know shit," <laughs> because yeah. every assumption we made outside of the time travel, yeah, was completely wrong. Yeah. Because about what? 10 minutes into the movie we get to the <laughs> the Thanos uh in the farm thing. Yeah, or? so we get we get the Avengers or what's left of them. Well, Tony gets rescued right away. And then we get to the they're at event they're at headquarters. headquarters yeah. And then you get that confrontation which was needed from Cap oh, Tony and, and Cap. Yeah, so yeah. Tony and Cap, and Cap have a confrontation and you kind of see all the the remnants of what happened in Civil War kind of like explode right there yeah and, and don't get me wrong like the first like the first encounter they have when he, tony first gets off the ship when he gets off the benatar and like he's just telling cap hey um i think he's like uh i couldn't stop him and then and Cap's like, like i couldn't, I couldn't stop him either he's like i lost the kid like, they're, they're, they're touching base like hey like i need to vent kind of thing but it still didn't touch the the actual underlying beef that they so have. And that was actually the first time I teared in the movie. Yeah. When he was like, I lost a kid. Oh. So I was like, oh my God. Enough for me it was when um when he asked Cap, he's like, is she and And he's talking about Pepper and and then she she shows up. That was the first time I got teared. A lot of people I know that saw it uh teared up at that scene. Yeah. And he reunites with Pepper. All right, so we fast forward to they are they're like, all right, we need to we need to get Thanos. We need to get these stones back. So they go to did they mention the planet? No, they didn't, right? They just said that he had snapped it like a few days before. Yeah, well Rocket Rocket says that um I think he does research of like there there is a planet that has like a lot of uh cosmic energy that happened and it happened once after the snap and it just happened recently, so they he used the rings again. But I don't think we know what the planet is though. So pretty much um what ends up happening, the Avengers go. And Thanos doesn't have the stones anymore, and it's yeah. and we're like, what? So I'm like, okay, you know, this could lead somewhere. And all of a sudden, Thanos gets killed and gets his head chopped off, and I'm like, I have no idea. And then everyone got up and left the theater and realized, oh, wow, this was not three hours at all. Yeah, it's funny <laughs> when we were watching it the second time. The guy, uh, guy and his girlfriend were sitting to my left, and. Uh, he was like, oh, I guess they didn't need three hours for this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure that that thought went through a lot of people's head. Um, and then we pretty much go right into what happens. I mean, if we get Ant-Man. Oh, no. Actually, what I love that they did was we fast forward time. And I love how they slow played it. They put five and they waited a few years. seconds, years, and yeah. then and then later. I love that they took their time instead of just boom, boom, putting everything on the screen at yeah. once. Because... Uh, 
that got a gasp in our in our yeah, theater. I think both times that I've seen it, um, I think the fact that they fast forward five years, everyone got a little bummed out that they couldn't solve the problem so like, quickly. But that you hear the gasp of people are like, oh. <laughs> and then you pretty much see how everyone's doing, how everyone's yeah. living their life or trying to, or live, trying their life. to live their life. Yeah. Um, I will say this is straight nitpicking because I loved everything about this movie. A rat. <laughs> oh, for uh, Ant-Man. Uh, the Ant-Man thing. You know, it's funny. I didn't pick up on it the first time. The second time, I'm like, oh, wow. So you're telling me this is absolutely 100% luck that Ant-Man got out of the quantum realm and it was because of a rat. <laughs> I mean, I I will accept it more because five years passed by. If it would have been like 20 minutes and a rat, a rat? just ran, I, I guess, whatever. Um, then we see them. I'm trying to think of... I, <laughs> I don't want to dissect the everything, every little inch of it, but um, then we see Ant Man just get out and see yeah he finds the out remnant of the every, the, like the aftermath of everything, oh, yeah. and then the first thing he sees is looks for is goes to see if his daughter's alive, daughter, which that was a good moment too when he meets Cassie oh, and then, my lord yeah when he sees like how how, how grown she is dying. so mathematically how old was Cassie in Ant Man and the Wasp because five years I think she, she was, was like ten was she ten ten or eleven wow I thought she was younger than that. But yeah, she sees. Yeah, because she looks like she's like sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. yeah, I was like, wow, you look really older. <laughs> My thing is that she been living by herself the last five years. Well, I we never clarify whether or not her the mom parents... or the boyfriend um are actually alive. Because yeah, I, you don't even see them no. at the end. So um, then we move forward and we get to he shows up at Avengers. Yeah, that's a long drive. <laughs> no one, no one even mentioned that. That's a long, from San Francisco to New York, all the way to New York. Long drive, um, and we pretty much get to the point that they come to the conclusion that they have to time travel, and which is that's something we all saw coming. Can we take a second to just appreciate the amount of time travel movies given shoutouts during this one movie? <laughs> I love how they po- poked fun at it. And it's funny that you mentioned design travel because, um, not critic reviews, but you know the entitled comic book fan. Yes, how they are questioning how they use time travel, oh, like yeah. it's a real thing. Yeah. Like that's not real time travel. Um, there is no real time travel. I love though that people are actually calling these entitled fans out this time around, and they're like, "Oh, so tell me about the time you time traveled and how it doesn't make any sense." Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, like I, I, I felt. A lot of people are saying it's more Back to the Future-ish as what they did. I feel like it's more Back to the Future Part 2. Okay. Because in Back to the Future Part 2, you see Marty go back to 1955, and you see him doing what he needs to do to get back to 1985. You kind of see the same thing in this movie where um, the Avengers go to three different yeah. three different locations. Yep. Um, four, if you actually count the um, Tony and Cap. Oh, yes, Nicholas. yes. True. So you go to four different locations, but they go back to the great, kind of the greatest hits. Yeah. Ex- well, I don't want to are call we, it Thor. Are, Dark, no, yeah, wait, 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 never mind. Are, never. We, are we saying Dark World is one of the greatest hits? One of the greatest hits? <laughs> um, I will say this movie absolutely made watching Dark World worth it. So if you were staying away from Dark World, it's worth it. You know what movie it didn't make worth it? Age of Ultron. <laughs> no, you're right. Actually, is there anything Age of Ultron related no. in this movie? Because it's not great. There's no Pietro. Pietro didn't come. I wanted Pietro Maximoff to come back. That would have been cool. Yeah. I will say I the one thing that I noticed is that they took a lot they went they made sure to 
kind of call back to the movies that maybe weren't as liked. Yeah. Like the Dark World reference yeah, is perfect. Dark World um, was, I think there's a lot of Dark World in here. Um, the 1970s thing is the one that I'm a little, because that's not from a movie. Um, I guess it's just assumptions that they're there. So it's funny. It's not from a movie, but I did notice, if, unless you watch the TV shows, you wouldn't catch it. Um, the 1970s is, is actually a really big throwback to uh, the Agent Carter TV series ah, on ABC. Ah, so there you go. Because so even when sense. Howard Stark, although it's the Trevor Slattery Howard Stark and not the Dominic Cooper Howard Stark, but when he's going into his car, he sees, you see his driver, Jarvis. Yes. That actor played Jarvis on the TV show Agent Carter. So unless you watch the TV show, you wouldn't have caught that. Okay, so that's probably, because I actually, because Carter went on for a season only, True. right? So yeah, it's probably why because I actually never. No, never it was cool. It, it was cute. Um, the New York stuff was fantastic. Oh, so Lord. for any fan of the Avengers, we get a, a throwback to 2012 and the events that go on from there. Oh, one thing we didn't mention was Battle actually, which I guess we don't want to get into character shocks yet. Any character surprises yet? Mm. I guess. Yeah, sure. So, <laughs> so I guess this coincides with the big characters that were changed for the movie so right when they get to 2012 it is uh it's captain america iron man ant-man and the hulk, hulk who yeah. is now uh professor hulk. professor hulk so a lot of people seem and i know g uh, i know leo was one of them that there you kind of wanted thanos and hulk yeah, to go at it absolutely i wanted a rematch so but you're, you we didn't get that we got a uh, hulk that is very docile and chill and smart he said that he he uh try i think he did a trial for 18 months to get himself to merge so pretty much he merged himself to from bruce banner and hulk into one one being who is now known as professor hulk professor hulk um i think it's hilarious right at the beginning where when i get to 2012 that you see the old hulk yeah like hulk smashing and he's like oh that's so primitive (laughs) So I lo- I actually really did like that. I think I love that Mark Ruffalo was really in this movie. Yeah, like the CGI, like the way they merged, like because they always use his face as like a, a base for the Hulk. Yeah, like with the CGI. But you saw a lot more Ruffalo in this version of Hulk, and I think he had a lot more to do this time around. Absolutely, that's the one. If there's one huge, huge takeaway for any fans of the original six, is that everyone had something to do. Yeah, this each and, of them had a really fleshed out arc. It wasn't just about Tony and Iron Man. And I mean, then, Tony and Cap. And then in 2012, we get the one of the great callbacks for recent comic book arcs is uh, Captain America. Oh, yeah. You see characters from Winter Soldier appear, and then who are not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they are Hydra. And you see Cap in the elevator callback to one of the most controversial reveals in comic recent, book. Yeah, yeah recent time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That... Um, Captain America is a uh, works for Hydra. Yeah, and then uh, in the uh, there's a scene in the elevator where he's with quote unquote uh, Shield, but really Hydra, and he he whispers "Hail Hydra," which is a great callback for those that know that uh, particular storyline. And then also where Captain America fights Captain America. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is for us Funko fans, we our eyes just like opened up like that's the future so Funko much potential to movie moments and Funko Pop singles. And... and shout out to Funko and Marvel for not giving a fuck about our pockets and lying about every single Funko that they released yeah, in Wave any One. Funko Pop collectors that now have watched the movie and realized that most of the Funko Pops you got never happened in the movie. 
Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> the biggest one that didn't happen shows uh shows its face next when they go to Asgard in 2013 is uh Thor is no longer uh slim we, and spelt. We now all have Thor bodies. Yes. It started with DiCaprio and, and now it's Thor. He, he is I would say like a close to 300 pounds. He's got a big belly. He got a big belly. He doesn't give a shit, which I a lot of people don't like that either. You know, the comic book, you know, entitled fans. But I look at it as this is a guy that blames himself yeah. for everything that happened because he didn't he got it. He let the, his arrogance get the best of him. Shout out to Hemsworth, too, because yeah. he did a fantastic any chance he had to, like, show that emotional range like of being tortured and failure and like letting everyone down. Like he killed it. Yeah. You can even see right away in the opening shot when everyone's back at Avenger headquarters and you see him just sitting there like brooding. So that's really great. Um, And even when he goes, when he goes for the head (laughs) and, uh, Oh yeah. And even then he says it like, he says like he did it, but it's more like I should have done this earlier. I failed everyone. And then we get to him and Asgard in a moment you liked with him and his mom. Yes. Look, as a, as a self-proclaimed mama's boy, <laughs> I'm not ashamed at all. Um, yeah, man. Again, this uh, this scene to me was super... It meant so much because of the whole Dark World thing. Because Dark World... I really hate Dark World with some passion. Uh, you but, know, Dark World is not a... It's not a... They're not, none of these are terrible, no, I think. That, I'm not saying it's a horrible movie, but it's just like one of those like letdown movies where I wanted so much more from it. When we go over our list of our top ten, yeah. or our top... The list of rankings. Yeah. You'll see where I ranked it. Uh, but with Dark World, like, like, whatever. It has, like, a little bit of, like, a stain on it. It's one of the more boring of the films. <laughs> uh, but, honestly, seeing him... Having that last moment with his yeah, mom. Yeah. Like, he realized, oh, wow, my mom's still alive during this time period. Like, I want to see her. I want to see um, Jane, too. But you, you notice no, you how don't. quickly he forgot about Jane. When and he went thought of his, his mom, mom. yeah. Like that meant so much. No more one likes him. Jane. That's why. No one likes Jane. Shout out to Natalie Portman getting up. Yeah. To do a cameo of her just sleeping in bed. Hey, look, man, she came back. She came back for like a five second thing. A lot but... of people thought she was in it at the premiere because she showed up to the premiere. So that's just funny. It's like, um, when she came to the premiere, I thought she was just being the bigger person. And yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not a fan of the things anymore, but I was still gonna show my support. Nah, she got a paycheck. That's she why. No, she got a paycheck out of it. But no, yeah, Thor with his mom, the, the Renee Russo. I mean, fantastic actress. That's who that is. <laughs> oh come on, my bro. God! I forgot because I forgot who she was, yeah. and I'm like watching, and I'm like. She had a uh, super cute like connection with Hemsworth. I I loved it. And her last line was great. She's like, "Eat a salad." Yeah. <laughs> um, the jokes were actually on point this yeah. this movie too. Because for a movie that is very serious and somber, you have a lot of one line mar- Marvel comedy. My favorite is I would say, yeah, I think Tony. Tony to Rocket. Rocket's just hanging out there. He's like, oh, I, th- I, I thought you were a Build-A-Bear. This whole time I thought you were a Build-A-Bear. <laughs> um, the next thing, I guess, moving forward, we get to uh, Guardians 1. Oh, I'm, Quill. Yeah. yeah. So they need to get that stone from there. And they um, they do. But they, I love how they low-key make Quill suffer this movie by making fun of him on the regular. Like calling him an idiot and all this stuff. Yeah. Like you know, you're the reason that he is the reason the snap happened in a way. Yeah, I, I mean, like there was like clear cut like few people that had a chance to stop it from ever happening. Quill was one, um, and Thor was another. But I think Quill's fuck up is a lot worse. Yeah, way worse. 
because I think they had it. So, but um, yeah, I like that. It wasn't that one was the shortest of the bunch, right? Because they pretty much got it without a problem. They got the stone without uh, a problem. Yeah, once they knocked out Quill, they got it was the pretty temple, easy peasy. Got it done. That's another performance that was great. Was Karen Gillian? Yeah, she. I mean, Nebula's been growing on me a lot, but she this time she really had a lot they to do. Gave her a lot of screen time, and I liked it. I think she did. She did amazing with it. She played herself twice, <laughs> and that's always that always shows range because she plays a villain and a, and a, and yeah. a baby face. Um, and I guess then we go to the big. Sh- Would you say this is the biggest shock of the movie? The when they hit the when they, when they get to the Soul Stone Vormir. Yeah, when they get to Vormir, I was. I was wondering what was going to happen because of who was chosen, which yeah. was uh, Hawkeye, Hawkeye and, and Black, Widow. Black Widow. Black yeah. Widow, So I was like, huh, so no one's going to die. I, l- I looked at the future. I'm like, okay, this is before I knew about the Hawkeye stuff, that he may not be the one that has a show. And this is uh, knowing that we're getting a Black Widow movie. So I'm like, all right, hmm. interesting two people to pick. And then the shock of the movie, I think, would be that Black Widow's sacrifices herself to get the soul stone i like the fact that they show that they really care about each other because they didn't want each other to die so they yeah. made sure to try to uh stop each other from yeah. killing themselves yeah that took me by surprise so it's funny when the when the teams were split up into like the little strike forces of like <laughs> uh cap iron man ant-man and hulk go here uh nebula and war machine you go here um and then and then black widow and hawkeye you go here um, it was the only duo that would have worked, like other than Cap and Cap and uh, and Tony. No yeah. one else loves each other except for Hawkeye and Black Widow. That is true. So That's the a... minute I saw that they were paired off together, you're like, and oh, I was like, wait a they're second, they're going to Vormir, yeah, yeah. And then when I remember, and then when I realized they were going to Vormir together, it's like no one knows what the cost of the Soul Stone is going to be. So one of these two is not coming back, and not for nothing this time. Um... When Gamora died in Infinity War, they they panned out. They did a wide shot of her falling. Yeah. This time around, they did a close up of her bloody on the yeah. ground. I was surprised that. So there was no blood with Gamora, right? No, nah, she was just there. Yeah. Because they did a pan out. It was more of her falling, and then they panned out. This was more in your face of yeah, like. No, I remember. I I was like, wait, that's that's not her hair. <laughs> and I think too. I think they did that because I guess they wanted us to. Be very sure she's not that coming it's back. Yeah. They, they, it's funny. I think um, a lot of fans, me included, um, always thought, oh, but we have the stones. You can bring anybody back. Anything is possible. They made it really clear that if you're the one to sacrifice yourself you're not for the soul back. stone, you're not coming back. Unless you time travel. Unless you time travel. <laughs> Which um, we get to there on uh, what planet was it for Guardians again? Uh, Morag. So Morag, we get to find out that Thanos is actually looking, had found the stone, and he was sending Ronin to get the, not Ronin, uh... No, I think you're right. So I think uh, what happened is, like, um, we see, like, a fight scene between, uh, old school Nebula versus old school Gamora, and that's how you find out that old school Nebula has access to current Nebula. Um, but yeah, you hear Thanos giving the, the information that, um... That they found a stone. He's sending Ronan, which is it gives you direct insight into how everything in Guardians One panned out, which is which is awesome. And that was actually the first time we get to see Thanos. So, yeah. um, there we see that he's he's alive and well, and he finds everything out. And we kind of get to where we get to 
ironic that like there's a lot that happens, but the movie flies three hours and we're already yeah. near the end of I've seen it twice. And same. I think I spoke to Leah about this about being prisoners of the moment. And I can honestly say the last hour of this movie, especially the final battle in this movie, is probably the greatest on screen battle I've ever seen. Yeah. For someone that started reading comics when he's six years old, I never in my life thought what I'm, we're about to dive into would ever be seen on screen. Never. Yeah. Never. So pretty much what we get is a, um, which great job by the trailers, especially because I thought they were going to have that final fight on Titan, the way they... The, like, the lighting of it. Yeah. It looks like it's definitely a Titan, yeah. What ends up happening is everyone comes back after getting the stones, and we see Hulk um, snap his finger because he puts a gauntlet. A crea- uh, Iron Man created a gauntlet for the stones, and he snaps his fingers, and we assume everything's back to normal. And then one thing we forgot to mention, which is a great thing, was Tony and Howard, because they have to go back to 1970 yeah. because they mess up on a stone, which leads to kind of Loki show too. Oh, yeah, possibly. Because there's like an alternate like timeline where Loki has the Tesseract. So it looks like there's a chance that that might be the premise of the show. But because they failed in New York, they have to go to New Jersey in 1970. You get this, this great back and forth with Tony and Howard that yeah. I think that's when Tony knew if he has to sacrifice himself, that's that he's going to. I think that's where he kind of that conversation kind of got that confirmation of like, I'm going to do this if I have to. But everyone goes back to headquarters. Hulk snaps, his arm is badly burned, and then we badly. get to Thanos. Yeah. And as a, as a reward for the snap, you see uh, Sanctuary 2 unleash a barrage yeah. of missiles. I thought Ant-Man was dead. Yo, he should be. I think I paid it more attention this time around, but if when you, because um, I'm definitely going to watch it again, but when you watch it again, there is a um, a quick, and I mean split second shot of him shrinking that's what did it then right yeah because remember when he comes to he's tiny yeah i'm guessing at one point like maybe while he's getting blown away it's one of those millisecond kind of deals like you've really got to pay attention to that but what ends up happening is which is a great shot i actually like it because it's very thanos thanos says i'm gonna sit down Uh, and i'm just gonna wait gonna wait i'm gonna wait get the rings and I love that the first three that go after him are the Trinity. The Trinity. Yeah, so I love that scene, dude. Like, so, uh, I think I told you during the movie. Like, well, one thing that like um, collecting more of like uh, the, the Funko Pops. Like, you would probably have really well versed in like the different suits, the different costumes that happen, the slight changes in the costumes. Yeah. So one thing that I really loved during this was Captain America first wears the Winter Soldier suit which is the all-navy with the silver, no red whatsoever. That's my favorite suit. Then he wears the Avengers 1 suit because he has to go back to the, the to guess, 2012. 2012. He also now has this like new suit that kind of brings in all the differences from the previous suits. Like The blue is like a little bit darker and more dull, like the Winter Soldier suit. There's red in it, and he's got like the little scales like the old comic book used to have. Yeah. Um, so he's walking in with his full suit. He has the shield now, thanks to Tony. And Tony? it's it's like it's a snake snake skin, right? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tony, I guess this isn't the same suit from 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 Infinity War. 
for Tony. It's got to be no, I think Mark it's 51 at this yeah, point. It's different. Uh, because the other one was the one that was already attached yeah, to the... Yeah, the, uh, the nanotech. Nano yeah. And then you have Thor now wielding two freaking weapons with a beard braid, <laughs> his hair in a man bun. <laughs> and a giant belly. And a giant beard belly. But then we get... I love that you get a good like fifteen minutes with just them. Just those three. Yeah. Like battling Thanos. Which like combining their powers too. Like uh Thor feeding electricity into Iron Man. And then you get the big Uh, which I think it got loud chance in both of my screenings. Same. But go ahead. The biggest, coolest moment in the movie for me, um, is Captain America wielding Mjolnir. Like uh, at that point, uh, Thanos is digging Stormbreaker into Thor's chest, and then you see like the camera pans over to Mjolnir, like kind of moving, but you assume that it's probably Thor, Thor summoning yeah. it. Um, but instead, it hits Thanos and goes right back into the hands of good old Captain America. Which the subtleness, and I mentioned that it really doesn't tie in when they go back in time to Age of Ultron. But what I did like is that something so subtle yeah. of that moment when they were just hanging around. And yeah. then he almost grabs it. And then you see Thor when he does grab it. And he's like, he's like I knew shoot. it. He's like, uh, he's like, I knew it. So, um, that's another callback. They did a lot of stuff between uh, Nat and Hulk in this movie. Oh, and, yeah. And that a, all started in Age of Ultron. To their uh, low-key, unnecessary as, attraction uh, for each other. As Tony said, uh, playing hide the zucchini. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we get to Cab by himself. Thanos kicks her ass. Yeah. He, I mean, Cap does get the upper hand for a little. Like yeah. he goes nuts. I, I, my favorite part is like I think he uh, he flings his shield and hammers, hammers it, it with yeah. Mjolnir. Uh, but yeah, no. After a while, Thanos catches on and he just pretty much pummels him. And he's like, "Stop!" And then you kind of see Cap just. I'm, she's like, "I'm ready. I'm gonna do what I need to do." And then, and then one thing, Thanos pretty much breaks his shield. Yeah, with, with I guess with the with whatever double sword yeah. thing he has, his Darth Maul just blade destroys the shield. Yeah, so that's then, and then we get to probably my, my second favorite, favorite movie, <laughs> my favorite moment in the in, entire movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, no, <sighs> I'll go Cap first. That Cap Mjolnir scene one, this scene two. That so that. Cap moment was number three. Okay. And then, yeah, so this would be my favorite moment where everyone, I felt, it. this is, goes back to what I was saying before, like a moment that I never thought I would see. Every, every character for over the last 11 years, whether yeah. you were like taking a piss and you're a superhero, you showed up in this moment. You and you a sidekick or a sidekick of a sidekick. <laughs> every moment, because Thanos brings in... Everybody, yeah. he he's like he even states that he's like that most of the time when he does this stuff he doesn't care it's not personal but he's like but because of how much work he has to put in for it's like Earth, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy like, this. I'm gonna destroy you guys and so once he gets everyone and and I love the shot of everyone looking over Cap like he's by himself but you see this army that's yeah. about to take him down and then Doctor Strange is back and he brings back everybody and then it goes despite the fact that we have you know called different moments within especially in 2012 yeah. we have the avengers assemble moment when yeah, there's yeah. just the six of them this is the first time they that cap said yeah says avengers assemble and the uh, theater went crazy yeah so officially the first two times that we got close to it was uh, avengers one no i think it was avengers uh, age of ultron tony says avengers let's get paid for a living 
but he hesitated before he said, let's get paid for a living. And then at the end of Avengers Age of Ultron. And end of Age of Ultron. Yeah. You go, uh, Cap says it. He's like, Avengers, Avengers and then and credits. The yeah. Back, yeah. So that was amazing. And then what we saw, I can't, it's indescribable. It's yeah. not even anything we can, I'm not even going to try. Yeah. It's one of those things you have to see. Everything. It's epic. It's one of those moments I will always remember. And I think when we're have our own kids and they're able to experience this 22 movie arc, <laughs> yeah. they're probably going to be in that moment and be like, oh, my God. And I know it's different in a world we live in where we were raised. We never thought this would be the genre in film, but it is. As opposed to our, when we have kids, like, yeah. you know, this will probably be the still the genre to go to. Fair. So, but it's still one of those moments I'll never forget. And everything in that. And I, I love, like, the slow build up to it. Because at first it's like, because Cap just got, dest- like, his shield is destroyed. He's still got it up on his wrist to, like, go back for round two or round four by this point. Um, and he hears the uh, his headset. He hears Sam. Which is a callback to Infinity War. Yeah. You hear Sam in his headset, and then you hear um, you hear him go on your left, which is a callback to Winter Soldier. Yeah, and then the portals are opening up. You see uh, the Wakanda group come out first with Okuye, Shuri, and, and T'Challa. And T'Challa, yeah. Then you see, um, yeah, Sam flies through that one, and then you start little by little, you start seeing all these different portals open up, and it builds up to like what David described as like one of the most epic, just. You just see every single. It MC made, person. and I think I told Leo off the off the line. It made uh, Civil War, which is great in its own right. Yeah, it made the airport scene look like an argument over tea. <laughs> so, and then one thing we didn't mention in that battle, we get the first appearance of rescue. Yeah, well, first and only appearance. True, of rescue. She's really named she, it. Yeah, she's not doing that again. Uh, so that was pretty cool. You see her and Tony go go. Uh, battle together and then uh the second or third time i teared up in this movie was when uh peter saw or tony saw peter was alive oh my gosh and he just hugged him i cried a little bit there uh and then we get to pretty much the end oh a moment that if i don't talk about jenny will probably shoot me The ultimate Jenny moment. The ultimate Jenny, Jenny moment. So we see Captain Marvel return. We haven't even talked because we. The reason we haven't really talked about it because she's really not in the movie much. Yeah, which, which I, mean, I liked. I liked. Yeah. yeah, I was totally fine because, like, like, again, this. If she was in Infinity War, maybe, but this was supposed to be about the originals. Yeah, okay, totally agree. Um, we see that, and then we see her destroy everything. She destroy everything. And she gets headbutted by Thanos. She just brushes she it off, which is it. cool. But then Spider-Man's like, oh, because they want to take the stones back to their own yeah. reality. And um, the moment comes where Spider-Man gives the gauntlet to Captain Marvel, and he's like, oh, how are you going to get past everyone? And then, like, every woman of Marvel assembles. Dude. That's like I call, would, that's a force, right? So that's the thing, yeah. In the comics, there is there is uh, a series called A Force that was one of those like alternate realities with all the females. But I think obviously for like Marvel comics, we're talking like Rogue, um, Jubilee. We're talking like X Men, Invisible. Like anyone that's a female, like in all the different brands that's in there. For the MCU, it still was pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah and Wasp, Valkyrie. Uh, it was Wild Back, Shuri, Rescue, Rescue, um, everybody. Yeah, dope. So that was a cool moment. I would and, so watch a movie with them. Like, 
we're not ready. We're not there yet. Well, I know we DC, need to get DC's we, doing Birds of Prey. Yeah, which is a close. But I think to that's going to be more a comedy. Oh, because I think it's the movie's called uh, Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of Oh, that is the of full Harley title? Quinn. Yeah, it is oh, the full title. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, but I don't think we're ready for it because I think they need to establish the woman from the X Men. Cool, Miss Fantastic, all that fun stuff. Nice. Um, and then we get to the final moment, which is, I. <sighs> well, it's funny because like that final moment ends up being like, the game of hot potato doesn't go completely well. I gotta give props to the writers for like thinking, so like the gauntlet is already assembled, and Thanos is about to lose it. So he takes out the Power Stone. Oh, and so he only uses the Power, power Stone, Stone to yeah. knock out Captain Marvel. And then um, at that point, that's where, like, him and Tony have, like, their little final little, like, uh, I think Thor has a chance against him. Cap has a chance against him. And he knocks them both. And then Iron Man. uh, And then somehow Tony gets all the stones off the the glove. I think because of the suit he was wearing, he was able to snag them. You know what's funny? Until this viewing, that's what I realized, too. I'm like, it wasn't, like, the regular gauntlet. It was, was like, the Iron Man suit gauntlet. So he's able to snag snag them. And then he... he calls back to 2008, which is great. And Dude. he's like, I chills, chills, Iron Man. And then he snaps his fingers. And this time around, the dust goes to Thanos. And, yeah. and I, I actually, Thanos' death was great because it's a Thanos thing to do of him just sitting down. Yeah. And then he's just like, you can see it in his face. He's like, fuck, like I lost. Mm-hmm. And I think he accepted his death, too. Because you kind of see him just be like, "All right, you got the best do. of me," and then, and then, um, yeah, uh, the moment that started it all, he Tony Stark dies, and it was, it didn't hit me the first time, it really hit me this time. Like that's a, another moment I cried in the movie because yeah. of everyone coming towards him. Yeah, it hit me this time too. Um, where it was like Rhodey was the first one, Peter which that one didn't get me. It was it Peter. was Peter. Yeah, because it was like, you know, it's funny. It was exactly the like the conversation he had on Infinity War. Only it was like, he was like, hey, I'm so sorry. You, you you did it. You did it. You did it. Hey, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. And then Pepper. And then the last one was Pepper, which is great. And it calls back to his speech in the beginning. His Well, not his speech, his message in the beginning where he's like, yeah, everything, every night I look at you. And, yeah. and then she made sure that his last uh, his last breath was her. And looking at her, oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Pow- and then the last twenty minutes resembles, uh, in a jokey way, I guess, the last twenty minutes of uh, Return of the King of Lord and Lord of the Rings. So the ring, right? The ring <laughs> yeah. part. Where, like, zoom in, a lot of en- spaces. No, because there's a lot of endings. You're right. Because there's a lot of stuff that goes <laughs> on after. Um, we get the conclusion of everything. Uh, Valkyrie is now the Queen Valkyrie because she takes over Asgard. Yeah, Thor gives her the crown. Uh, we have the final shot, which is reminded straight out of a comic book panel. We're at Tony's funeral where they give out his first uh, um, arc reactor. Arc reactor, yeah. and then we do panel shots of everyone, and which ev- was really cleverly set up. Because like at first, like the main, the, the first I guess group you see is like you you would see them all together because it's like uh, Pepper, it's uh, Rhodey and Happy, uh, then it's um, like Cap. And uh, Hawkeye, and then like, you see the different little groups, but the little different groups are specifically like the movies that they're from. Like you see, all the Guardians are hanging out together. Then you see like uh, Winter Soldier, uh, Scarlet Witch, and um, Falcon are all hanging out together. Yep. And then you see uh, 
the little boy. Oh, yeah. You, you see, like, yeah. You, um, if, when you see it, in case you guys are wondering who that little, uh, who that weird, like, teenage kid by himself is, um, it's actually the boy from Iron Man 3, another movie that I ranked very, very low. <laughs> Not uh, as low on mine. Um, but, yeah, the kid from Iron Man 3. I, I don't know what his name is. Harley, I think is his name. I don't Harley remember something. his name. Uh, but yeah, he's actually the 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 young man that's standing behind everyone. Um, then you see Thunderbolt Ross, you see Maria Hill. I am the... surprised they got Thunderbolt. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't expect them to be in that moment, but that uh, was pretty cool. And then they finish off with Nick Fury. Yeah, Nick Fury, and it's so like before Nick Fury, you get like um, uh, Captain Marvel by herself yes. too. So it's like you have all like the main people from the individual films, which was like another like fan service moment where it was like you know for a fact at a regular funeral. People don't stand like that, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but in this it made sense. It was cool. Yeah, they separate. Cause you mentioned the guardians, right? Yeah, the guardians were standing by themselves. The the trio from Wakanda was standing by themselves. Um, like it was, it really felt like each individual film was standing by themselves. Like all twenty two. Um, <laughs> so and then we get to, I guess, a bit of a surprise for me of where they went here. Okay. Um, so Cap is taking back the stones to their rifle timeline to keep everything afloat. And then um, he disappears and this is and he comes back. Now, when I mean my surprise means what's coming next, because the next moment here is something that I've talked about a buffer about a year or a year and a little bit more is the fact that I want Captain America to end up with when I knew time travel was a possibility. Like I want him to go back and end up with Peg. So, um, the whole, um, thing that surprised me was we go back and we see an old Steve Rogers sitting on a bench. And that's when I started to think, I'm like, oh my God, I think he did do this. And then the next moment is who he gives a shield to, which I thought it was going to be Bucky, Same. but, in, but it turns out to be Sam, which is cool. It's a good because they're both wear the shield in the comics. So, what ramifications do you think this is going to have for the Bucky uh, and Falcon TV show? I think they hid the fact that it's a Captain America show. Ah, I think they because I don't is the show called because I never even I don't even think the show has the show's just called I don't Falcon that, and Winter I don't Soldier. Think, I, don't know, I don't know if I've seen the title. I know WandaVision is definitely the name That's of their a show. Terrible which name, is adorable. I think it takes place in the. I don't think it's a present day show either. WandaVision? Yeah. I don't know how they're gonna do that. Okay. But yeah, whatever. It's Disney. I don't I don't distrust anything they do. <laughs> uh, Just but take yeah, my money. But I guess in the comics, the way he does receive the shield is from old man Steve. Yeah. That so was, that, that kind of even exactly. parallels in the comics. Really well. uh, I think he fights a villain that absorbs the su- the super soldier f- formula from his body. So it makes him immediately age to what he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, old man, <laughs> old man Steve Rogers ends up becoming like a pretty big. He's like the head of Shield. Like he becomes like a military head. Yep. Um, but you're right. That's how that's how Falcon be, um, gets the Shield. And then I see a ring on his finger, and then I'm like starting to cry, and I'm like, oh my god. And then he immediately asks him, like, "You're gonna tell me about and her?" And he's like, "No, I'm not." <laughs> and then the last shot of the movie is like. One of the most beautiful uh, endings to a movie I personally ever seen, and more because it's something that I've wanted. Is yes. um, it's a pan out, and then we pan in, and we see Steve finally get that dance. Yeah, and then he kisses Peg, and like, I'm getting we'll, chills right now. Just yeah, talking no, about man, the it, like I'm tearing like, up thinking. Like, that's yeah, it's such a great way to end it, and then boom, yeah, no, it's no over. After credit scene, no after credit scene. There's a slight 
Easter egg, but not really a yeah. Because there's uh, at the after the credits, there's uh you hear Iron Man's uh yeah his so like at the very very end after like all the credits are done, if you pay attention to the sound, you hear the sound of Tony hammering. Um, Call back to two thousand eight. Yeah. So, um, I like that because it was kind of like this is it. It was subtle. It's yeah. a very subtle. And there's no, and I think it's perfect that there's no after credit scene because it's this is it. This is the end. And although officially, from what Feige is saying, this is not the end because Spider-Man: Far From Home is officially the doesn't last make any sense to me. W- phase three movie. You think he said that maybe just to, to get people to watch yeah. it? I don't think he needs to. No, people no, I'm gonna... talking about to like make people wonder like is it really before seeing because he said this before Endgame was released yeah he, so it may be one of those like bait and switch because that's what they do maybe because i mean i know that for phase two the official ending was i think ant-man i think it was ant-man yeah so i mean we'll see but um but, but yeah. you're right no no after credit scene wasn't bumped about it though it was pretty dope either way but yeah that's pretty much oh we forgot something else before there were another hilarious in a very somber last couple of minutes hilarious moment with uh thor and and star lord <laughs> if that movie happens bro i'm so and with Dude. takiki and takiki has to direct it. oh my lord like, i i, I Wait, mean, would you give it to cut to taika or would you give it to james, oh, no, gunn? james gunn is directing yeah it's true but i could i think i think gunn would yeah, kill I it i think gunn would kill it because that's it looks like the next guardian is going to be them looking for gamora but with, with, but with, with thor, as the, guest as, thor. <laughs> which would be great because i believe uh thor has Two movies left. Uh, nice. Mark Ruffalo has one left, and I think that's it. And then uh, ScarJo has one, but she's going to be have her her prequel. Oh yeah, the the, the the Black Widow movie. Which, as much as she deserves it, it feels more like a "Sorry, we got to you late" kind of deal. Yeah. So, but I'm looking forward to it. But that pretty much wraps up. Yeah, we we just uh, we just pretty much told you what the movie is. Yep. So and you can we told you what we a, thought. Feel free to Venmo us the money that you would have spent on tickets. And at least we warned you that we're going to spoil it. <laughs> um, I've said this. I thought about this. Anyone that listens to this and knows me personally knows how much I love The Dark Knight. But I think The Dark Knight has company. I think these are t- the two best comic book movies like ever made. Jeez. I don't think it's better. To me, it's still... This obviously sticks the land. If we're talking about straight comic book movie, yeah, I'll say this is the best comic book movie of all time. But it, it does, to me, it's still Dark Knight. I got but, you. I don't think there. It'll be a while before we see a movie that captures a comic book the way this movie does. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those like you're reading because the it reminds me of a. I don't know if you've ever read it. It's called. Um, uh, actually, I actually think it's called Endgame. No, <laughs> give me one second. I'm trying. I'm looking it up while. While while Leo talks, any final thoughts on it? While I look this up, uh, wow. I mean, like, so the, the second viewing. So if, if you guys out there, um, if you get a chance to watch it more than once, definitely do it. Uh, for the first time when you watch it, it's like, it's a, it's just a lot of stuff, right? You're trying your best to absorb as much as you possibly can, um, but you're also like seeing everything for the first time, so you want to pay attention. The second time around, since you know everything is happening, you like take like, everything. Yeah, out. you're taking it in, dude, and like the feelings are actually so much more like powerful. Like I definitely caught myself tearing up way more on the second viewing than the first viewing, but it's because like I had a chance to just rem- like realize what I was watching, and um, and for me, I think I even took like this time around, I even took a note of all the times I teared up or got emotional. <laughs> and dude, we're going into Pepper reunited with Tony. Scott reuniting with Cassie. 
Tony finding out, us finding out Tony has a daughter. Uh, Black Widow and uh, and Ronan in Japan, where he tells her, don't give me hope. Uh, Hawkeye using the quantum suit and almost seeing his kids. Thor with his mom. Tony meets his dad. Cap almost sees Peggy, or he does see Peggy in her office when they're in the 1970s. The team finds out that Black Widow is gone. Hawkeye gets the phone call from his wife. Jesus. Bro, tell me no, though. <laughs> um, the Tony rescue scene when they're uh, fighting together, when they're okay. both wearing their armor together. Um, Spidey reunites with Gamora. I'm sorry, with Tony. Um, I am Iron Man before he snaps his fingers. That was... You tear it up there? Yeah, bro. I mean, because you know that that's like that's the end. That should be his last like his last words. Um, the Peter and Pepper say goodbye to Tony. Captain Thor, after Tony passes away, like the camera pans out and you see them both just pretty much just like pretty much all filled with tears. Um, Hawkeye reunion reuniting with his family. That's yes, that's end. actually really good too. Oh, dude, the um the the the, uh, the last will and testament. The recording that Tony does, yeah, and the last words are telling his daughter, "I love, love you, you three thousand. Oh, yep, if you yep, do yep, not yep. get teary eyed yep. for that, you don't have a soul. And then, last but not least, that last dance, yeah. uh, the first dance, their first yeah. dance. You're right. Um, not to, I'm gonna get into s- some last minute tidbits on the movie here, but Marvel Studios about two hours ago pretty much released the information about them being the highest grossing film of all time. <laughs> And they actually released a lot of spoilers. They released Fat Thor in the clip. Really? And they released a scene with Rescue and Iron Man, which okay. is... Well, you know what? I guess that's, that's pretty much the MCU saying... We made you, our money. If you didn't watch this in the first three days, screw you. Or they actually think everyone in this world already watched it with the What's money What's a good they point? Made. Based on the money they made, they kind of like mathematically speaking, I guess everybody did watch it already. So to finish off our Avenger talk before we get into breaking down the entire MCU... Um, I'm going to go through every single record they broke this weekend. Jeez. All right. So th- I mentioned before they made $1.2 billion. That is the biggest worldwide opening of all time. The previous record holder was actually Infinity War with $640 million, meaning they made $600 million more. That's insane. Um, Let me see. Fastest to reach $1 billion worldwide, and I mentioned that before. Endgame needed only five days to hit the milestone. Uh, Infinity Stone, Infinity War was the previous record holder, holding 11. Top North American opening of all time. Uh, a domestic debut of $350 million was $93 million more than Avengers Infinity War last year. To- top daily totals. Avengers Endgame also set the North American record for Friday. Uh, most money made on a Friday, 156.7. On a Thursday, sixty million. <laughs> on a Saturday, a hundred and nine million. And a Sunday, eighty-four million. Um, top China opening, which was three hundred thirty million. Biggest international debut. The movie made eight hundred fifty-nine million dollars <laughs> worldwide, which is it beat the old record of four hundred forty-three million dollars. My lord! So it beat it by four hundred and about seventeen million. I'm not done yet. <laughs> Highest opening weekend in forty-four markets. Biggest domestic weekend total ever. Top market share. The fourth Avengers movie has the title for the top market uh, share for an opening weekend above 
among films that opened in, at more than $150 million with 87% of the total box office. Um, the distinction had it been held uh, was by Age of Ultron with 82. IMAX mm-hmm. record. It made the most money of an IMAX movie ever. Uh, $91.5 million. The biggest 3D sale. An estimated $540 million worldwide just on 3D sales. And the, finally, the widest... Uh, North American release. It was 4,662. Damn. There's only one record it needs to break. <laughs> and that's the all-time record. Jeez. Which is um, uh, Avatar. So let me ask you something. These numbers, as far as like openings, right? Sunday's not over yet. So the Sunday's not It could change. It could be it? more. Wow. They have it right now because with pre-sales. Because yeah. it's easier to get in now. Because you have uh, most shows are sold out, and you could pre-buy your ticket. Oh. So Sunday you can easily you can easily estimate it. You can already add in all the numbers for Sunday yeah. if the theaters have pre-purchased. Um, if there's any openings that maybe sell out like at eleven o'clock, or then they'll uh, gotcha. So right now it's estimated at three fifty. Could actually be okay. Could be a little bit more. Nice. But um, and it's, yeah, you're right. There is one more record left. So it's well, two. The all-time domestic is still. Uh, uh, Star Wars Force Awakens. Okay. But that if it if it breaks that I think it will, but if it breaks that cool. That's not the one I'm talking about. The old time box office is two point seven billion and that's held by fucking Avatar. So we need that well, you said that's lifetime though, right? So all time. That's a life okay. So it still needs a lot of work, but the fact that they open at one point two Wow. In five days, I think it's possible. So we'll see what happens. Uh guys, if you haven't seen Avengers, you please Please, please, please help dethrone Avatar. It's the great one of the greatest cinematic achievements of all time. It may be the greatest cinematic achievement of the century with everything that they've done. Able to be put together, able to keep all the actors, able to put all these films together with a, a very structured continuity for yeah. all twenty-two movies. It's yeah. oh, what's that little Easter egg you mentioned? Oh, dude, yeah, thanks for reminding me. Uh, so at the beginning of the movie, um, when um, Tony is uh, recording his message to Pepper. He's telling her how long they've been adrift. And I, I, I kind of caught it the first time, but I didn't think much of it. But now I'm looking back and I think I think it was on purpose. He tells her that they've been adrift for 21, no, 22 days. Uh, and the number just seems so specific. So I'm like, I, I, I told David, I'm like, I think it's like a throwback to like how many movies there are in the MCU. Yep. Considering we are, some people take out Incredible Hulk, some people take out a Homecoming. But in the end of the day, there is 22 now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a cool Easter egg. All right, so let's um we'll leave our final rankings of the movies last. So I'm going to bring up our favorite moments. Uh, villain wise, who's your? If just you don't have to have a list. MCU, on there. you mean? Yeah. Is MCU it Thanos? Favorite? For me, it's Thanos and Killmonger. Those are my top two villains. Same. I think you kind of have to those two. Those are the ones that are mostly fleshed out. Yeah. Um. Then I. I Loki Loki is not actually my number three because uh, I prefer Vultures. Oh, that's a good because I think he's the first one to actually have a. I understand why he's doing what he's doing. Kind you didn't of get deal. Thanos though. Thanos had a really but good Vulture one too. was before. Oh, fair. So I think Vulture was the first one, and then they started kicking ass after that because it was Vulture. Yeah, and even Hella. I think Hella. I understood where she was coming yeah. from. Yeah, but uh, for me, it's Thanos, Killmonger, and. And Vulture. And Vulture. Yeah, I think those are solid three. Um, Loki Loki became more of like an anti kind of thing. I think where he went, 
And you know what brought him down even more for me? Rewatching this this time around. Yeah, I think Thanos is such a badass that he makes the other villain most of the other villains. He dwarfs like, everybody yeah, else. Yeah, he really dwarfs like in stature as well. Yeah, but Killmonger for sure. I think I love Killmonger. Like, I mean, Michael B. Jordan killed that performance. Uh, and like Michael Keaton's a national treasure. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> national treasure. Um, all right. So, who's your favorite uh, Avenger? Favorite hero? Oh, Captain America. Yeah, yeah. Same. He's always been my favorite uh, Marvel character. So you know, but for me, uh, Thor became really close. Though he's actually in my top, uh, my top five out of the okay. Avengers. Yeah. So actually, for, I actually have Captain America, Iron Man, because I didn't give a shit about Iron Man before two thousand eight. No. Um, Spider Man. Okay. Thor, and then the Guardians, because no one cared about the Guardians before Fair. 2014. And I think them as a unit are just a joy to watch. Cool. What about you? Uh, so my top is Cap. Two is Thor. Um, three, I'll go... Not huge on Spidey, actually. Really? No, not too huge. I think he has potential. Black Panther would be my three. Okay. And then, moment-wise... I have um I actually did rank them but I'll just do some honorable mentions here. So uh the Avengers Thor hammer scene that we talked about earlier when we were talking about the movie. Uh I like I really love when Black Panther returns after Killmonger thinks he killed him. Okay. And you lead to that final battle with uh Panther and Killmonger. Uh when you first see Stonekeeper in Infinity War Ooh, because you didn't see that coming at scene. all. Um I can do this all day from the first Avenger. From, from Captain America, the in first Avenger. Red Skull, though, right? Yes. Got it. And then um, that's it. So running down my 10th, because you don't have a list, right? You I don't have a list. What I ended up doing was uh, I, I got pretty much a scene or two from each movie. Okay. So I'll just run through my 10 through 2, and then you just go cool. through. So I have Thor versus Hulk from Thor Ragnarok as my number 10. <laughs> I have the first time, uh, the end of Iron Man, where he says, I am Iron nice. Man for the first time. I have uh, Captain America versus Iron Man from Civil War. Cool. That's the one with Bucky towards the end. Yes. Um, I have the Vulture twist as my number seven because I didn't, I did not see that coming. Now, and I'm not talking about just when he opens the door. I mean the whole car ride as well. Um, the first Avengers Assemble when you get that camera shot of them when it pans out. Uh, I have uh, a similar one, but all not six that one. of them. Um, I have We Are Groot because that's the first time it, that the MCU made me cry. <laughs> yeah. Um. But this used to be my number one, but it's now my number four. Uh, the airport battle in Civil War. Number three is the snap. Okay. Number two is Cap's farewell dance. Well, Cap's farewell and his dance with Peg. To okay, end so the last hold movie. off on your number one then. Okay, so I think we're on the same one. All right, All right go cool. ahead. So then uh, I'm going to leave my number one out, uh, but all the other ones uh, from Iron Man, the scene where he um, goes and rescues the the people in Golmira. Okay, so that's it, the first it, time he wears the suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it starts off with the Superman landing, as what like Deadpool likes yeah. to call it, a uh, superhero landing, and then like yeah, that scene was dope for me. In the Incredible Hulk, um, <laughs> the post credit scene. You're the only one that's ever going <laughs> to have the post credit scene where uh, Tony walks in to Thunderbolt Ross taking shots. In Cap One, I could do this all day. So you guys, you, you're, you and me are aligned on that one. Okay. Um, in Thor One, when he's at the diner and he wants another drink, and he smashes the cup, and he just screams, "Another!" <laughs> <laughs> that's an honorable mention. I forgot. About that, that's actually really funny. Um, in Avengers, it's actually the scene. It starts off when they're on top of one of the giant flying things. The camera pans out to each individual Avenger fighting. 
and it ends up in the scene that you're describing on the floor where they're all panned around together. the circle. But it shows like each of them working together. So it's just a Hawkeye shoots an arrow, and that goes close to where Black Widow is, and the camera then goes into where Tony is, and the camera then goes to where like Hulk and Thor are both on top of the thing. Okay. And like at the end of the day, it's like uh, Hulk stabs the monster with a piece of uh, metal, and Thor hammers it down with the lightning, and they crash into Grand Central Station. And then we lead to... And then that leads into like wherever they're at. Uh, in Dark World, when Loki finds out that his mom died. Yeah, you were mentioning yeah. really like that. In The Winter Soldier, when Bucky catches the shield, the freighter intro, that whole fight scene where like a Black Widow's trying to set him up on a date. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the elevator scene. Okay. Um, in Guardians, we are Groot. In Ultron, when they're all trying to lift the hammer. That's about it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> in Civil War, the airport scene. Black Panther's intro and that final three-way fight. Um, in Ant-Man, the Michael Pena recaps. Uh, in in Doc- both of them, right? Yeah, both. Uh, both. Yeah. Uh, the Stan Lee cameo in the second one. <laughs> Which one was this cameo? So in the second one? one, he's going over um, that there's like someone asking for uh, Ant-Man. There's someone someone asking for Ant-Man, and um, Stan Lee plays the bartender about like. Yes, like, yes, yes, yeah, you're right. Um, in Doctor Strange, the Dormammu bargain scene. Yes. And also when the ca- the cape of levitation saves him yeah. from uh, Casilius. In Guardians 2, the Baby Groot intro. Oh yeah, with uh yeah. with the him playing and when, the music. And um, when Baby Groot's trying to get Yondu and Rocket the thing from the closet, but he keeps bringing random, random things. Random things. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> uh, in Homecoming, the vulture conversation in the back of the car. Okay. So mine specifically is like when um, when the girl gets out, when Liz gets out and he tells him like, "Hey, listen, you saved my girl." Like, I give you props for that because you get between me and my family ever again, and I'll kill you and everyone you care about. Okay. I was like, that was, that was super cool. Uh, in Ragnarok, he's a friend from work. Uh, the whole thing when he's like, <laughs> yes! So dope. Yeah, that's really funny. Uh, in Black Panther, Killmonger speech when he's about to die. Okay. And then the fight between him and M'Baku at Warrior Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, in Infinity War, the uh, captain grabbing the, sh- uh, grabbing the spear. When uh, oh, Proxima yeah. throws it at him. And the snap. The snap. Um, and Ant-Man and Wasp, the Wasp fight scene in the kitchen. Yes. Uh, and, I mean, Endgame has so many in there. Uh, but for Endgame, I put Fat Thor. I think my number, like, my top three scenes in that one, though, is going to be the Mjolnir with Captain America. When okay. he grabs it for the first time. Um, Tony saying, I am Iron Man. Um and that cap dance at the end. Yeah. This is emotionally like these number one and two, I don't think, as long as the MCU exists, it'll ever be top because of something that I really wanted. And then number one for me is Avengers Assemble. See, <laughs> like for me, the Avengers Assemble. For me, my number one, and I think like, the number one is like the easiest one for me to pick. My number one was Thor's return to Wakanda in Infinity War. Oh yeah, I remember you when, mentioned like, that. that when that when that scene happened. I think that was like same letter to, to like to, to tonight when we saw the the showing in Endgame. Yeah, everyone just applauded. Like that entrance meant so much to so many people because it was like the team is finally coming back, back together. together after a long time. Yeah, because that's been yeah. since Ultron. That was the first time Thor he appeared, hasn't been yeah. back to Midgard or to them. That's true. So yeah, I mean, there's no right right. There's no wrong answer here. I think everyone has a Absolutely. right answer. This is like there's. Pick your poison of what you love the most. So, Word. all right, 20, 11, 11 years, twenty two movies. Let's rank them. What yeah. are because we are going to get more Marvel, but we're not going to get this arc is officially over. So, 
I'll I'll do my twenty two. We'll just go each individual. So you have your list up? Yeah, well, let me pull up my list yeah. really quick. You want me to go first to do mine, then you uh, wrap up with yours? Oh no, we'll just do each. We'll each go number by number. Okay. So cool. All right, so, tell me when you're ready. So I'm ready. All right, so my number twenty two is Iron Man two. My number twenty two is Iron Man three. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> it's not worse than some of this other stuff on here. It it's the Mandarin thing that gets you right. It, yes. Just that, right? Well, the Mandarin thing, the fact that before watching Rescue in this film, yeah. there was literally no reason to watch Iron Man three because nothing ever came. Now there it. is. I forgot. There now is. we got, now that's the first time she, yeah, does anything. Nothing Iron Man three related ever had met any like even War Machine was called Iron Patriot in a whole movie. I forgot about it, and Iron he was Man. never called Iron Patriot ever, ever again. again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number twenty one is Dark World. My number twenty one is Dark World. Ah. Uh, not a fan of elves. <laughs> uh, number 20 is Age of Ultron for me. Number 20, The Incredible Hulk. That's actually my 19. That's my 19. 19 for me, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Oh, it's not that low for me. Um, My number 18 is Thor, the first one. 18, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, wow. My number 17 is Iron Man 3. Iron Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> My number 16 is Captain Marvel. Number 16 is Captain America, the first Avenger. That's blasphemous. <laughs> uh, my number, where are we? 15? 15. My number 15 is Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. 15 for me is Thor 1. Terrible. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, uh, my number 14 and 13 are pretty much the same franchise, the same uh, universe. So Ant-Man and the Wasp and Ant-Man. So 14 Ant-Man and the Wasp and then 13 Ant-Man is for okay, me. Then I'll go for mine. It would be uh, it's 14 and 15, right? 14 and 13. Okay, so 13 Doctor Strange, 14 Age of Ultron. Okay. And 13? Uh, that was Doctor Strange. Okay. My number 12 is Doctor Strange. <laughs> and that's one that on this rewatch has gone up more and more and more because I, I think Infinity War have a lot for me with Doctor Strange because gotcha. I liked Doctor Strange at first, but I didn't love it. Okay, but rewatching it now, like it's progressively grown on me a lot more because I think he has his personality shines more in Infinity War, his yeah. sarcasm, yeah. and then in, like when you rewatch it, because you know what's funny, you I, I, it's the same thing for you. Like I took it like, oh, he's just acting like Tony Stark. Yeah, but then when you see him and Tony together, they're very, very different, different type people. of arrogance. Yep. Um, uh, my number twelve is Captain Marvel. Okay. My number 11 is Iron Man. My number 11 is Ant-Man. Okay. My number 10 is Captain America, the first Avenger. My number 10 is Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay, here's where shit gets real, and I'm yeah, going to get guys. shitted on. All right. My number 9 is The Avengers. My number 9 is Black Panther. Okay. My number 8 is Thor Ragnarok. My number 8 is Iron Man 1. Oh, I didn't think you were going to have it as low as I, because I have it low, because it's, and it's not a, it's a bad movie. Oh, it's not just, a bad movie at all. Uh, my number 7 is Black Panther. My number seven is The Avengers 1. Okay. Wait, I said number eight, right? Thor uh, Ragnarok? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. My number six is Spider-Man Homecoming. My number six is Thor Ragnarok. Oh. My number five is Guardians of the Galaxy. My number five is Guardians of the there Galaxy. There you go. All right. Here we go. My number four is Captain America the Winter Soldier. Uh, my number four is Avengers Infinity War. Really? I'm shocked that it's that low. Uh, my number three is Captain America Civil War. My number three is Captain America Civil War. So I said this on the podcast before. I 
put Infinity War and Endgame as just a unit? one unit. So I feel it's right to put it number two is Infinity War, and then number one is Endgame. Okay, so it's funny. Like I personally, I would rather leave uh, Infinity War and Endgame out of the list completely. Um, That's why it's not fair. Because it's not fair. It really isn't fair to put those two films against any of these. Um, but I guess I would put Winter Soldier as my number two. Okay. Endgame, Endgame as my number one. one. And I think um, the impact that I think Infinity War Snap reminds me of is when goes back to the whole when we have kids kind of deal. That Snap is reminiscent to how I felt the first time I saw Empire Strikes Back. Oh, and you wow. get that shock of, like, Luke is Vader's son. Son, yeah. I think if you show kids in, like, 20 years these movies while any with a blind eye, when they first see that snap and everyone disappear, they're probably going to be heartbroken the way we all were. Yeah. And even us, we knew what was coming. But if you show them as a kid, they're going to be like, oh, my God, like, what's going on? And that's the same way I felt. I think the impact of the Infinity Saga, because I feel like the entire, this first four phases is the entire infinity saga but the last two especially i think it's going to have such an impact on the genre as as a whole looking back on like the last 10 11 years dude did you i mean can you imagine that they had this planned out that this was the plan the whole time to get to this film and have all these callbacks and like just the way they set it up could you have imagined that this was the plan no i wrote that in my review i actually my final quote on my review, which will be out this week, um, I'll just read it verbatim. So it says, I, I wrote, when it comes to the Marvel Cinematic Universe in this 11-year journey, The Office comes to mind. In the series finale of that show, Andy Bernard said, I wish there was a way to know you were in the good old days before you've actually left them. Wow. And now, like, 11 years later, and it's over, and we're like, you know, like, it's, it's we were in the good old days, the well, the golden uh, age of the genre. So let's, I mean, so it's funny, like, I, I do, like, we got, like, mentioning again, like, hope being prisoners of the moment, right? And I can guarantee you that there's never been anything like this in our lifetimes, in anyone's lifetimes, because this is unheard of. But this is still just beginning. Disney's not going to stop making movies. Now, yeah, we're always going to remember this very fondly because this is the first time it worked. But, like, after Far From Home, we're still going to get Black Panther 2, Guardians 3, um,. We're still getting Black Widow's solo movie. We're probably going to get some kind of Bucky movie, if anything. Will we care as much? I think we will. Because they need to build everyone up. Did you think up. you were ever going to cry when a tree died and when a raccoon with a gun? You don't talk about Groot like that, man. I never thought I would cry for any Vin Diesel performance. I, <laughs> I, usually, per- I usually cry because Vin Diesel is actually performing, not that he's, you know. Yeah, no. I, I just, I just feel like... What we just experienced was honestly something that you were probably never going to experience again. But I also am very hopeful that what's going to come in the next 10 years is going to be pretty freaking awesome, too. I mean, yeah, we have the X-Men coming. Yeah. We have Fantastic Four coming. That means we have their villains coming. It's going to be insane. So I, I think you're right. I think we have. I think this is special. Because it's yes. the first time it happens. Yes. I don't think we're going to have the same reactions we do in 10 years if this yeah. happens again. I think if you, because, if, if you want to equate it to the, what you mentioned earlier about like uh, Star Wars, yeah. like that original trilogy was special. Yeah. Because nothing had been done it before, not like, like that before. The second trilogy, eh, not and as the, good. <laughs> and the third one, while I love it, 
it doesn't hold obviously it doesn't hold a candle it's not to gonna me. be it's anything a, yeah. like the first one yeah quality wise though as far as like uh, visuals oh it's it destroys times better. the other yeah, two yeah i'm with you but like, like i personally like i have last jedi and the force awakens over return of the jedi okay but nothing compares to empire empire and, and new hope yeah. so like i totally i see what you mean that's why like i'm here thinking and i'm like yeah, we're gonna get. Well, this isn't over by it's not stretch, over at stretch all. of the by, imagination. By any. But like this, this has a will always have it's like a special. special place for us. Yeah, dude. And I mean, me loving Captain America the way I have all my life, it's like seeing him on the big screen done correctly because we did get that in the early nineties, <laughs> and that didn't go work so well. But yeah, everything that was done that made us care about people, like you said, a talking tree and a yeah. raccoon. I can't wait for the future i'm happy imagine to be living when we start in a doing time. the characters that we actually grew up with and actually cared about you know i'm glad you mentioned that and i guess a good segue the fact that they took no disrespect outside of captain america b-list characters yeah, yeah and turned them into people we give a lot of shit about look man over 15 years ago when marvel comics was going bankrupt and they sold the rights to all those characters they honestly were trying to stay afloat they didn't expect to have so many like millions of dollars keep, I guess be possible if they kept all those rights. Um and X-Men, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, Punisher, Ghost Rider, uh, what Silver Surfer, Hulk, like all those characters were way more popular than these five or six. Oh yeah, and then uh, you mentioned Hulk, that's another A-lister that they have, but they really didn't have any yeah, A-listers. Yeah, the, fact, like, the, the whole Avengers thing was like a shot in the dark that fans would actually care. And it goes back to the why um disney parks they can't have they those can't rides. have those yeah. rides because of they don't own them they don't universal i think has universal the rights to the rides and that's just was marvel's desperate and i mean we're prisoners of the moment in a lot of stuff but we love to make fun of dc but dc did it right for a long long time with rides and and movies what the- I, I i think right well what do you mean they made they made really good batman movies Superman 78 and Superman 2 are good. Fair, fair, fair. Okay. I think that's true. That's and true. Blade was good. Well, Blade, Blade was Marvel. Marvel. Blade <laughs> is Marvel. Um, but like they, they, never, they never tapped into like their catalog. I think they never tried. I just think they stuck with what worked. That's fair. And I think they did a great job. I mean, yeah. look, look at what... I just think... Pra- I'm, this is all about praising Marvel today, but let's not forget that, you know... Well, DC started it. Yeah. So, I mean, and the whole the whole reality is that we for all the good marvel did the bad that it did it said it made these studios want to compete with them for like universe wise and you're not kevin feige no it's true it's so true like and and it's funny because like you kind of called out too like dc at its best like i think it's finding itself now being like, self-contained absolutely yeah. i think like even dc comics like when they do their standalone issues like their standalone stories well dc comics has been better since than marvel for years yes yeah, as far as sales so, absolutely and the stories material the yeah yeah because oh i mentioned before there's a uh there's an arc that i really loved recently that reminded me of like my anticipation for that arc to end it's actually called endgame it's a batman story oh, written by scott snyder and a drawn and drawn by greg capullo and it took it that took like it didn't take eleven years, is but it's it the Bane story or is it no, the it's a Joker, Joker story. It's a Joker right? story, yeah. yeah. And then Joker and Batman die together. Jeez. So yeah, that's dope. really, really dope story arc. But um yeah, I mean the future is bright. We'll find out 
that John Krasinski and Emily Blunt are Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic. Oh, dude, that'd be so cool. That's all I want. All I want is Jim. I want Jim in the freaking MCU. <laughs> who else? Who else? Let's do. Let's do. Yeah. Before we go, let's do this. Who are you casting? Let's not do everyone, but who are we casting as the the Fantastic Four? Wow. Well, I got. You agree with Emily Blunt and John Krasinski? I think that'd be right? perfect, man. Perfect. Um, now a young hot shot Zach Efron as Human no, Torch. No. 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 Okay. He's not that good an actor. We th- well, didn't we think the same thing about Chris Evans before we got him as Captain America? He didn't do enough. <laughs> Fair. He was he was uh, Johnny in Fantastic Four, and that's okay. But I don't think he was doing that. So who do you who would you cast? <sighs> that's a hard one. Who would you who would you uh, as Ben? Oh, I mean, that's kind of like that's not even that. I don't find it that too difficult because I think Chicklis did an okay. Ugh, I hate Michael Chicklis. I mean, I'm not a Chicklis fan, but I think it's like mainly it's I got, makeup. So. I got John Cena as Ben. Get the man, John or the Rock. We need someone with a hardcore like New York accent, and The Rock can't do that. That's true. All right, we're doing. New that's York. why Chicklis. I think to me, that's why Chicklis was so good. Is that he sounded New York. Then I got nothing. Those are actually my two choices. <laughs> uh, Johnny, I would say. Because all we need is someone young, good looking, that loves freaking, that can play being like, oh, <laughs> what do you think about, um, fuck, what's the dude that you uh, that's being cast in everything that you're not a fan of? Um, oh, um, <laughs> Army Hammer? No, not Army Hammer. Younger, younger. The young kid. He was in, um, oh, dang. <laughs> He's always he's being nominated for Academy Awards recently. Oh, actually, no, I like that. No, I like him. I like him. Um, oh my God, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock myself for not, not yeah, getting. Yeah, what's his name? Hold on, I'm looking. I'm looking for it right now. It is Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> he's too skinny. Yeah, I know. But I mean, it'd be funny if, like, you know, we were always talking about him always get cast. In Here's the big one, and then we'll we'll kind of wrap up here. Um. Who are you casting? I'm not going to give you every X-Men, but who are we casting in Professor X, Magneto, Wolverine, Cyclops? Jeez, man. Um, and do we do Gene? Yeah, yeah. And Gene. So to be fair, I don't think we can do that yet, though, because like we don't know which X-Men we're casting. Are we casting like younger X-Men, like the TV show? Yeah, like, it's like that's X-Men true. Evolution had like a young yeah. X-Men. If we do an older X-Men, that's a different group, too. No, that's know. a good point. So we can't even cast them. I think that's a good. That's, that's another that's episode. A, that's a TBD. Yeah, um, but pretty much my final thoughts are: I don't think it's going to happen. I wonder, but I would hope that they give Kevin Feige an honorary Oscar for wow. for everything he did. I think he deserves it. Um, will this movie be nominated for Best Picture? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. But I think the I think it should hopefully have anything with graphics in the it bag. Won't. It no? won't. No. I'll, I'll, if there's anything that I can take away that maybe it's not a negative, but it's nitpicking, the Infinity War CGI was better than the Endgame CGI. You think so? I think so. I think Thanos, Thanos looked good in both, but I think Thanos, the fact that Thanos didn't have armor in Infinity War, you have to do a lot more work on it. Oh. And I thought he looked a lot cleaner. See, I think the work they did in that final battle, I think, was like visually. It'll was... be nominated. Okay. But the problem is Marvel, for some reason, it doesn't win. In hmm. certain categories okay. at the Oscars, and visual effects surprisingly is the one that hasn't won yet. Weird. So, but ah, uh, overall, yeah, dude. Look, I I think it was really cool watching it with a fellow geek. <laughs> yeah, man. Now everyone else needs to watch it. Support this movie. Support the genre. 
they don't need us, but at this point with all the money they're making, but we always like to make new fans yeah, of the man. genre. I always love hearing when someone is into comic book films and they all of a sudden get into this stuff. Absolutely. So, uh, and hopefully it opens the eyes to read more. Yeah. I think that's the one thing that we're <laughs> missing out, like comic as a whole or losing money on a regular because people are like, yeah. they for don't want to watch it. want to read it stories that we're watching on film. Like there's countless of amazing stories in print that inspired these stories on film. <laughs> I remember just because there, we do have an infinity gauntlet story. doesn't mean that that's the exact yeah. way the movie turned out. So Thanos is the only similarities that Thanos got the gauntlet. There was Adam Warlock. There's yeah. a way more celestial stuff. Way Nebula more... is the one that gets the gauntlet off him and then turns heel. Yeah. And then the, Thanos teams up with the Avengers. They need Thanos' help. So yeah. there's a lot in the book. So and outside X-Men of too. <laughs> yeah. Outside of looking at watching the movies, definitely go to your local comic book store and support. So yeah, that pretty much wraps it up. I'm getting hitched next week, so we're not recording. <laughs> um, Open bar, baby. <laughs> yeah. So we'll try to do I purposely didn't post the hangover uh episode on purpose because I think I want to leave that for when as you're a, hungover. As a TBT for next week, <laughs> so you guys have some content till we return. So, Leo, thank you as always. No doubt, man. Thanks for having me. See you next week. And any comic book thing? I know. Thing? How, can we, how can we set this off like Marvel? Uh, I guess enough said. Enough said. 